Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of the community members. Find us at whateverworks.audio and why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. We could just be chatting. I mean, we, you could be rolling the start now, and then we just suddenly turn into it. So we, we better get we, we better get going then. <laughs> so get going. In fact, in fact, let's do it, shall we? Yes. We better get going. Better be. Oh, not better before. It's whatever works. Hello, everyone, and welcome to whatever works. It's show one two six, and it's Friday, the eleventh of December. 2020, nearly Christmas, everyone, and of course this is now incorporating better before. And I'm joined as always by my co-host, young Aidan Bell. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> Greetings <laughs> from fairly sunny Hatfield in Hertfordshire. It is nearly Christmas, mm. isn't it, Ted? It's just sadly with the year we've all had, it doesn't quite feel like it, does it? No, that's right. But we have got a crap present for everyone to buy. <laughs> so that will be coming along in the show a bit shortly. Whatever works dot works is the new website, of course. So head across there for links to the shows and also um, the show notes and also the previous shows. They're all there on our website, whateverworks.works. And there's also a link to the RSS feed. If anyone still hasn't got their podcatcher um, to catch the um, the feed, then there's a link to the, the, the full URL of the RSS feed. So head across there and stick that into your podcatcher and you'll be... Um, away and of course last but not least in terms of links is the miwi group which everyone is um still giving us um stuff to talk about through um so do do come and join us there if you haven't already um miwi.com forward slash join forward slash whatever underscore works and you'll find us there tedsalmon.com is for me aidenbell.com is for aiden and if you want to buy me a coffee thank you very much paypal.me forward slash Ted Salmon. And if you want to um, throw a bit of uh, goodwill towards Aidan, you can do that by um, giving, getting him to make you a video. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yes, thank you, Ted. Yes, I've uh, in my in my gut in my with my other hat on, with my red and white furry hat upon my head. I I, took, I cheekily posted a quick flyer on the Whatever Works group to say that as I can't do any live Santa gigs this year, I'm going to be recording video messages. So if anybody has any kids of any age, three to 93, I'm very happy to record videos for anyone. Um, details upon request. Thank you, Ted. I saw that uh, a couple of years ago, three or four years ago, I think it was. I saw what you did on um, TVAM or something. Oh, yes, uh, this morning, breakfast. yes. Yeah, yes. and it was really ever so good. And, you know, you, you come across ever so well doing that role. And I'm sure as you, I'm sure you do with all the roles you do. But, but that one was just really well constructed and you, you, you came across really well. So anyone um, who wants to... And maybe we can put a link in the show notes to that video, can we? So people can see you in action. Yes, that we can. Really, That's a good, good idea. We'll, we'll do that, Ted. Thank you. Do you know the funniest thing about doing Santa was when I would show up, you know, as, you know, tall, skinny Aiden with the long nose and the big ears. People would look at me and go, you're Santa? <laughs> and I had to wear two fat suits. You know, normally one yeah, wears a fat yeah. suit followed by the costume. Aiden had to wear two fat suits followed by costume. Um, oh, yeah. Dear. 
Anyway, thank well, you very it, much it, for that, little Ted. Across... You're on the nice list now. <laughs> yeah, no, no bits of coal for me. Um, the, the, um, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll put a link in the show notes to that because it was really interesting. So, um, do have a look out for that. In the meantime, feedback from the last show: Richard Anthony and Ian Barton on products in plastic bottles, which we were talking about. Richard says, at the start of the year, I decided to go all eco warrior and not purchase shampoo and body wash in plastic bottles. It dawned on me that the dry, itchy back I suffered from after a shower has completely gone. I'm guessing the liquid washes are just too harsh and most of the concentrated soap runs down my back, causing irritation. And Ian uh, chips in as well on the same topic to say, there is a shop in our local town that refills glass containers with soap and washing up liquid, etc. If you don't already have one, then they can sell you a glass container with a squirty plunger top thingy and you can keep taking it back to be refilled, which is great because then you avoid all those plastics. So thank you, Richard and Ian. Really good bits of feedback after we were talking about the, um, what was it, the salad cream and all that sort of thing. Um, Idiot Aiden at the back of the class here. I need to get my head around this. Is Richard saying that he used a a bar of soap as opposed to the liquid soaps, and that's what he found helped his his itchy back? Is that right? Um, and not purchase shampoo and body wash in plastic I mean, bottles. So, yes, because no, he, he's, he's not, not washed his back at all. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what he did, but he. But the point was, he was avoiding plastic. Indeed. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Thank you very much, Richard and Ian. And Ian Legarda has come back on the Amazon Key app delivery, opening the garage door, which you remember we spoke about on the last show. Mm. Ian says, I was told um, by one of the delivery men that they must wait for the garage door to close before leaving the premises. Yeah, that makes sense. With that said, says Ian, I was working in the driveway last night with the garage door open and the delivery man just left the package inside the garage without closing the door and cleared off. <laughs> well, I suppose yeah. if you were there, Ian, if the, if the delivery man didn't see you, then, then again, no, because he didn't open the door. I don't think it would be the delivery man's prerogative to close the door if it was already open when he arrived. I'm not sure. We'd need we'd need more information, Ian, to be able to pass judgment exactly yeah, on I, this. I don't know if um, Ian's also in um, America, because um, I haven't heard of this working here in the UK. Um, certainly Harry Myrie, who posted the first um, item on this last show, he lives in America. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But yes, um, we'll come back to couriers later on, won't we, Aidan? We shall indeed, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Litchfield is next on my favourite topic, Bluetooth speakers. Oh, I'll go and make a cup of tea. Fast forward, everyone. <laughs> I, well, I'm with Steve on this because I love Bluetooth speakers, we as know you this, know. And, and and many of our listeners do as well. So he's he's done a, um, a review on all about uh, Windows Phone, um, AAWP, which I'll link to in the show notes. And um, he's found this TronSmart Mega Pro 60 watt 10,000 milliamp hour Bluetooth speaker, which sounds really good. 60 watts of stereo output, which sounds absolutely excellent because most, well, an awful lot of these um, little units are like 5 and 10 watts. So yes. that's already it's a, a mega step up. Twin amplifiers, three speaker cones, rugged and IPX5 waterproof. Bluetooth 5, twin 5,000 milliamp hour batteries with power bank mode, so charge your phone from it as well. Um, NFC for pairing, TWS stereo mode, I can't remember what that means. Um, 
LED strip lit controls, and it's very pretty. The, the, the lighting on the top is really nice. Mm. There's a USB-A and a micro SD card slot for putting in music on a card or on a, a, a pen drive if you want to. USB-C charging. Hey! Uh, 3.5 millimeter audio input as well if you want to plug in your um, iPod or something. But on the downside, it is two kilograms, so it's big and heavy. It's supposed to be portable, but maybe not so portable for many people. Um, it does have 10 hours playback, which is not so good. But he says that at mid-volume, you can probably get 15 out of it. Um, but certainly not like some of these other ones. I, I guess it's it's the power that's taking up the, the juice in it. Because I was going to say, some of these um, anchor units are 24 and 30 hours. But, you know, if you've got something that's um, stepping up the power um it's obviously going to use more of the the juice doing it so yeah thank you steve looks really interesting it does and you know in my in my book big and hefty is fine two kilograms wouldn't bother me at all indeed that would be a selling point for me and it is a very attractive looking thing i don't have a use case i couldn't i wouldn't want one because i wouldn't have a use for it but if i were to it's a very attractive unit you're quite right ted Indeed, and it's very pretty. If you see, watch the, um, look at the um, yes. review. Yes, I, yes, I am. I'm and looking at the pictures of the, the LEDs. Yeah, very the, nice. The lights are really pretty, and yes. it's very, very Christmassy. Yes, indeed. Not quite so pretty, but perhaps one could say a little more functional is the Cookworks bread maker, which Simon. Bates has brought us. Oh, yeah. Simon says, I totally agree with Ted's mother, dear Mrs. Salmon. They are a blessing and a curse. We've had ours for about three weeks, £45 from Argos. That's a good price. And the mm. poor thing is on every other day. Half of it gets eaten as soon as it's done with butter and jam. It's just too easy <laughs> to make and too nice. If you follow the recipes yeah. in the provided booklet, it makes perfect loaves every time. He says, we chose this mm. one as it makes the loaf on its end instead of from the bottom, leaving only mm. a small hole from the tiny paddle. That's, what does that mean? I don't know. Tiny I was going to ask paddle. you, Ted, because I do mine mm. by hand, so that's Greek okay. to me. But there you are, folks. It also has a 13-hour delay, he says, and beeps halfway through so you can add fruit and nuts. Mm. Excuse me now as I'm overdue to be tucking into another loaf, says Simon, and disappears. <laughs> salivating right. as he goes yeah uh we, we we've, we've talked about bread before and one could one could talk about bread forever couldn't one um and, and i remember the discussion on me we saying that you know i'm a bit troglodyte i just do it by hand on the working surface uh i'm sure these things make it a great deal quicker and easier to do and you you've you've said yourself ted haven't you that actually the results on the bread machines are really really worth having I'm really tempted to get one of these for me, and and I spoke to my mum again about it, and she's quite tempted as well. Um, yeah, maybe we d we can just share one. But um, what I was going to say to you, Aidan, is that do you ever, when you're making it by hand, do you ever do anything adventurous like fruit and nuts and add? No, I don't. I don't. I mean, that is the, the, the no, that's the, 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 the slap right. on the wrist for me. I the very first loaf I made came out brilliantly i just nailed it first time and i've just rested on that laurel ever since and i just make the right. same loaf each time at least one knows what one's going to get at the end of the day so no mm. i haven't not a thing i haven't changed a thing and i'm very happy with what's coming out that sounds a bit like me and the soup maker you know it's got about 1200 <coughs> functions but i always do it the same way <laughs> yes but you know what it reminds me of the story of the man who drives the same route to work every day for 20 years until somebody points out you know there's a shorter way if you go like this you know yeah. one should experiment i think it's a bit silly to own something to, to make bread or to own a bread making machine or a soup machine and not experiment i consider myself told off and i'm um, saying to you <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll expect you to report reporting back on your next batch of bread, which does have something interesting in well, it. Well, I tell okay? you what, you make a thin soup and I'll make some croutons. We'll do this together. Fair enough. Okay. And what the, any ideas that you might want to get about making interesting bread, you can get from Robert McCrowan's link to oh, yes. a book by Catherine Atkinson called Brilliant Bread Making in Your Bread Machine, available from Amazon. He says that the recipes are far superior than any supplied book that comes with a machine and the um, farmhouse white is to die for. Six ninety nine paperback, three ninety nine for Kindle. Link in the show notes. Thank you, Robert, and thank you, Simon. To very, very tempted. I am. I'm really, really tempted. Do you know what? I have to slap my wrists even harder because a friend of mine not so long ago had a birthday and I bought him as a present a small book of bread making recipes because I know he enjoys bread making and I didn't even look at it myself first. Uh. So there you go. <laughs> what am I like? What buffoonery. Now, have we got a jingle for crap Christmas presents oh, yet? We have. I think we better play it. <laughs> oh, whatever. <coughs> and before we start, i just got to say, I just had a major coughing fit during that pause, dear listener, and Ted and I were just discussing, what's the collective noun for a group of frogs? I had a frog in my throat and I wanted to say, I've got a veritable herd? What's the word? Dear listener, what's the collective noun for a group of frogs? Thank you. Move on. <laughs> yes. And to a crap Christmas present, which this time um, I spotted a Maggie Thatcher nutcracker. <laughs> and it's it's just really funny. They, um, her legs um, are the, the, the cracker bit. So you put your nut up inside the skirt and inside the top of her legs, she's got the nutcracker equipment and you and you squash the legs together to crack the nut and oh. out it pops. And it's in some ways, it's just kind of disgusting. But in other ways, it's just funny because it's her. It's just, it's the ultimate in political incorrectness, isn't it? It's just yeah. wonderful. <laughs> The, uh, the, currently not available from Amazon, I see. I was just going to say did, how much. I, yeah, I saw one ridiculously priced on eBay for about 30 quid. <gasps> so I'm, I'm assuming that someone's cashing in on that. But um, anyway, I'll put a link in the show notes to the um, Amazon page because then at least people can see what it is. Well, just in case anybody actually <laughs> wants to buy one. Yeah. <laughs> good And call, that's Ted. your crap Christmas present. CXP. Absolutely. Very good. Thank you, Ted. Let's have another jingle. Ted's Top Tips, Ted's Top Tips, Ted's Top Tips. And we haven't heard that one for a while, have we, Ted? Ted's Top Tips, yay, <laughs> good one. Ian Watson is next on this, or first on this one, about the ketchup bottle debris. So I told you we'd come back to these plastic bottles. Difficult to get the tomato ketchup out of the bottle of the plastic bottle, he says. Difficult to get your salad cream out the end of it. I also, I also had to cut um, uh, the bottle open with a knife to get a decent amount that wouldn't squirt out. So what I decided to do was put some water in it, shake up the pot, the bottle, and I now use it to put some in some soup as gravy or other flavouring. Ah. And, and that's a brilliant idea. I never thought of that because going back to my soup maker... You know, if you had a, a tomato sauce bottle and you just filled it up with water, shake it up, get it all out, and um, you know, you'd have all the innards of it as a flavouring for your soup. Brilliant idea. Well done, Ian Watson. Yes, and it gets the mind boggling at what other things. Honey would be another one you could do that with and produce something to yeah. pour into your porridge. Yeah. Yeah, except that, um, except that honey lasts forever, of course. Okay, moving oh, no. swiftly on. <laughs> 
Simon Bates started a very interesting little discussion on the MeWe group with his top tip for anyone who might want to try something different in the world of coffee. Simon yum, yum. says, if you live near a TK Maxx, they have in, now and again, different flavoured coffees for machines from the USA. And these are these big bags of coffee machines that they use, indeed, as Simon says, in the coffee machines over in the States. So they've got all sorts of flavours. We've got here in the picture chocolate raspberry flavoured coffee. Yum, yum. Cinnamon, that would be mine. I'm a big Ooh, cinnamon yuck. freak. <laughs> How different we are, Ted. And butterscotch is the third. Yum, yum. Okay, so, so two yums and a yuck from Ted and one yum and two yucks from Aiden. Um, although chocolate and raspberry does sound rather fun. Like, to me, it's, I mean, with the ones, for instance, the chocolate and raspberry and probably also the butterscotch, it's going to be a bit like those, um, that tea we tasted together on the show. One would probably taste it yeah. as, an, as an interest, but not actually want to drink it consistently. Right. However, if you're interested in coffee and you do want to drink it consistently, thank you for that tip, Simon. They're quite big bags by the look of it, so you, you'd probably get quite a lot of coffee out of that. Yeah, the trouble is there's no TK Maxx anywhere near me as far as I know. Um, but it, but I'm sure you could probably find it, track it down somewhere else. Um, but yeah, I, I'm completely up for this. I, I now, by preference, am using those biscuit flavour tea bags. And right. wow. I just think it's a, it's a really nice flavour. You know, I find that ordinary tea is now really boring and ordinary coffee is too boring. I want to, when you, I, I particularly like vanilla flavoured um, coffee. I, I had that oh, somewhere vanilla flavoured anything is gorgeous, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I just think that adding a flavour to things just makes it nice. It's a bit like we were saying in the Miri group about crisps. Oh, yes, about yes. ready salted crisps. Boring, boring, boring. Or have a nice flavour. Why not? Well, I suppose it might be full of E numbers, but apart from that. Yes, I agree. I suppose it comes down to the argument whether the drink is not enough on its own. I mean, something like vodka. Vodka survives for hundreds of years and then suddenly it's like, oh, let's have lemon vodka and vanilla vodka yeah, and raspberry yeah, vodka. Yeah. And, and is it necessary? Well, yes, it's a nice novelty. But, you know, if I were a vodka drinker, which I'm certainly not, I would probably want to go back to drinking neat vodka with the boys rather than all these funny sissy flavours. But I, with crisps, I'm totally mm. with you, Ted. Absolutely. Oh, um, you see, I, I disagree with you again on that, um, Aidan, because I think that vodka, when I was drinking vodka back in the day, when I was a, a young hoodlum, that that lemon-flavoured vodka came out and I thought, yeah, this is lovely. And up until then, I had been drinking vodka and tonic and it just tasted of nothing because yeah. vodka tastes of nothing pretty much. Um, and you all you got was the taste of the tonic water, I suppose. Yes. But suddenly, it tasted of lemon. Yes, I suppose it, it, vodka was a bad example because, as you say, right. neat vodka doesn't. What about Bailey's then? <laughs> Bailey's is a, is a definite drink with a very nice Ooh, creamy yum, taste. Yum. Yeah, but now they're making Bailey's <laughs> with salted caramel and Bailey's with cinnamon. Oh, and yum. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we could go on. <laughs> yeah, we? yeah. I think... I think we're going to disagree on this because um, because I think that flavouring things is just great and you clearly are, are really appreciating the um, as the the coffee connoisseur the the, the core taste <laughs> of the coffee. Yeah, okay, I'm a purist at heart. Lock and lock rectangular storage container. Ooh. Same to you, sir. Um, I just wanted to do a quick shout out. I've, I've linked to a specific one, what I bought recently, that put me in mind to bring this to Cheapest Chips. But basically, it's just the idea of these wonderful 
airtight, sealable, plastic, reusable containers. The one I've linked to that I bought the other day is £3.50 on Amazon. Of course, where else? 550 millilitres clear blue. But you can get these things in a myriad shape and sizes. Um, and I just find them amazing. Um, you know, my mother, bless her, has got these lovely glass jars in the larder with little plastic lids, which she's had for literally about 50 or 60 years. And of course, by now, the plastic lids don't fit absolutely airtight on, on the jars. And so what's in the jars no longer stays fresh. And I've started to educate her to use these these new things because you can put a, you know, anything, any kind. I don't need to sit here and start listing food, cakes and, and whatever, half eaten meals. Put it in one of these things, bung it in the fridge if necessary, or just leave it out on the counter with the lid on and it will stay fresh. And I just find them incredibly useful. They are 100 percent reusable. If necessary, give them a quick wash and dry and then they're ready to go again. And as I say, you can get them in anything from, you know, really tiny, almost cigarette packet size, right up to the size of a, you know, a Kenwood mixer mixing bowl. They're showing my age. Um, you can get them in all shapes and sizes, and I thoroughly approve of them. Freezer and microwave safe. There says. you go, absolute. So you can chuck your coffee in it and put it in the freezer. There you go. Well, have you noticed the bizarre Amazon pricing again here? If you buy one for three pound fifty, then if you buy two, it's not seven pound twice the price. It's seven seventy four. And if you buy three, it's not then um, three times three pound fifty. It's fourteen pound four. It is weird. I you... think they source things from different places because also, <laughs> if you look at the th th three pound fifty for one, it will arrive tomorrow. If you get the two pack that costs more than twice the price, it won't arrive until the eighteenth and twentieth of December. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. think they come from different places, hence They've the weird done a pricing. Deal. Yeah, haven't they, Just? They've done a deal on the on the singular ones. Anyway, right, folks, okay. wherever you can buy them from, uh, I thoroughly recommend yeah. them. I, I, I use these kinds of things all the time. So does my mum. And yes, you're absolutely right. The, the trick is finding the ones that seal properly. Yes. And when they've got this kind of um, bit of... Um, edging around the top where you put the lid on and you, you feel as though it's then secure and safe and it'll keep stuff fresh and you won't get kind of um, seepage of air going Yes, they have way. a sort of silicon, um, what's the word? Yeah. Washer around the, the, around the top. Yeah. Yes, yes. Gasket. Gasket's the word I'm looking for. O-ring, if we want to be popular. Yes, <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good garage word. Yes, gasket. a gasket, yes. Your gasket's gone, governor. <laughs> right. Now, you brought onto the last show, or the one before, these LED strip oh, de decorative lighting things. I did, I did. And I just thought, I just thought I would quickly feed back, because I got, I got one of these on the back of what you said. That's right. And, and stuck it, it to your TV. <laughs> I stuck it to my TV, but then I took it off of that, because it, it was far too bright. And I thought, well, I could, I could, I suppose, put tape on it like you did. But um, I decided instead to put it into a dark corner and just run it up the wall. And I've run it up the wall, and it... It was sticking absolutely fine, um, except for one time, and it, it started to come away. And I pressed it back on, and it's never come away again. So it's now been up there for about two weeks. I'm pressing it now as I as I speak. Yes. And it feels like it's really, really um, effectively solid on there. And that's and its, its second it's stick, as it were, isn't it? Yes, yes, that's right, it is. And it's really, really bright. You're right. I mean, there are times when I feel as though I need to do what you did and put some tape on it. Um, but because of where I put it, it I, 
don't need to. Yes. Um, and it's, um, yeah, yeah, really good. And it's only about £3 something, wasn't it? So good idea. Indeed. And the fact the one I've got is still working very well, illuminating the step for safety reasons outside my studio door. I have found that the, the one slight problem with the tape is that, of course, the tape gets warm and starts to come off. So I do find every few days I'm just running my finger along the length of it to make sure the tape is still well stuck down because the glue's melting in the tape. So I may need a better well, long term you... solution there. You, you mean the tape that you're putting over the top yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I stuck yeah, yeah, um, right. some, I, I used uh, uh, paper masking tape, builder's yeah, masking yeah. tape, which is fine and does the job brilliantly, but I think the glue in it is not coping very well with the very slight heat that the LEDs are producing. Yeah. Anyway, link in the show notes to that, because it can also be used as a Christmas decoration as well. It's, it's quite flexible. A good shout. I, I approve. I want one. I want one. I want one. I want one of those. I had a bit of a downer the other day, a little COVID um, black dog day, as I'm sure we all do from time to time. And I decided I wanted to go to the space station and get the heck out of it. (laughs) And I discovered, to my surprise, it won't be long before I can. Um, if, If this article that I discovered on the web from the Times, from the New York Times, is to be believed, it may not be terribly long before 35,000 of our finest pounds will buy you a night at the space station. Um, Not a lot more detail than that for now, except that there does appear to be a private company. NASA are considering building an extra little pod, if you will, that will sort of attach to the side of the space station. And that will be sort of that's the garden shed where we let people come and visit. (laughs) And a (laughs) private company will fly you out. Now, if it's £35,000 a night, I don't know whether that includes the transport. And you probably stay for more than one night. You probably have to stay for a week. So, I mean, you probably end up spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to do this. But, you know, there are people, you know, if I had hundreds of thousands of dollars, I would seriously consider this because, boy, wouldn't it be an experience? Um, Can you book it? I don't know, Ted. Uh, No, no, not at the moment. I think at the moment it's speculation. It's a bit like when we bring these Kickstarter things on and say it's not ready yet. This, I think, is speculation of what they hope will happen in the the fairly near future. So, no, not right now. So it'll it'll be COVID-20 that we're escaping from for this. Yeah. Um, now, did you see this week that um, Elon Musk he blew up one yes, of his Yes, he had a little mishap rockets. landing up. And it, it did make me wonder about the future of this or how, or how close it could be, you know, taking paying passengers out to space. Um, however, having said that, they, they, they regularly, every six months, I think, change the staff over in the space station. So I can't see that that really yes, should be I a think problem. Yes, I think they had the first private company flew people to the space station just a few weeks ago, didn't they? I saw that on the news. Yeah. And it was the first time NASA had actually farmed out the, 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 the a deal to a private company. And it worked. They, they got there safely. Yeah, and I mean, look at uh, Virgin and um, Richard Branson and the trials and tribulations he's gone through with his Virgin space, yeah. you know. But it, it takes time. It takes time and it takes tragedy and it takes ups and downs to get these, no pun intended, to get these things working, doesn't it? So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I might be but, 180 yeah, by the time it's possible, but and I might have saved yeah. up 35 and grand by then. Well, too. <laughs> by, by then it will be a lot more than that, no doubt. At the moment, you're talking about a quarter of a million pound for a week. Oh, you've so, just been working that out. Thank you, Ted. You, you, <laughs> You'd have to, you'd have to really want this and have lots of money, wouldn't yes, you? Yes, you would. Yeah, but I mean, as I say, I, mean, I you know, one has heard of, you know, rich uh, American movie stars who've said, "Wow, count me in." So, you know, I think they, there are lists of people who are there are waiting lists of people who want to do these things, aren't there? 
There are. I'm just having a look at your link. Would now. you? Would you, Ted? If you had the chance, if money wasn't an object, would you do it? No, because I'm too chicken, um, and I don't even like going up in an aeroplane if I can avoid right. it. And helicopters are out. Um, anything that gets my feet off the ground, pretty much, I don't like. I don't even. I don't even like walking over bridges. No, I. I, I mean, I can concur. <laughs> I, I would be terrified from start to finish, but I mean that terror would hopefully be matched by the thrill of it. So I would do it anyway. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to find in the linked article about whether you can book it yet because I wouldn't be surprised if they did have a booking situation. <laughs> you know, obviously, oh yeah, it's three three years. Someone's been waiting for three years to. No, I don't know. Anyway, I'll explore the article when we're not recording. <laughs> Very nice. Okay, now back down to work <laughs> yes. and feet on the ground um i'm I, I want a this is not i want one of those as in an item as much as a concept yes because i what i what i want to do is to have a speaker a bluetooth speaker or whatever no a power speaker each side of my mm. bed right and the left channel in the left one and the right channel in the right one okay mm -hmm. now if i went down to curry's and bought a um, a, a hi-fi obviously you'd have a, a wire and you could set that up and it would all work and you'd have to put the um, the hi-fi system somewhere obviously but to get the two speakers working in stereo but what I'm talking about is a setup whereby this works with existing speakers I've got and I can't think of an easy way so that when I go to use it, I don't have to muck about with turning Bluetooth on, turning each speaker on individually, um, plugging this in, plugging that in, pairing things up and blah, blah, blah. And by the time you've done all that, you think, oh, I can't be bothered. I just won't bother listening to it. I'll just, turn, I'll just put it on my phone and listen to that. So... One of the anchor speakers that I've got does, I know, as long as you leave the 3.5mm audio plug in the hole, it doesn't then power off. So that's a possibility. And you could also leave it plugged in the whole time into the power. What, what, However, what is your source? The, what, from what, what's your source of material well, that you would want to play? It could, it could be anything. Um, I, and I'm open to suggestions mm -hmm. on that because I'm quite happy to use what's on my phone or I could use my ageing iPod Classic or I could... I, it, it doesn't really matter. The point is I want a simple way of doing that with, not, without spending loads of money on a ready-made system. I've got loads of speakers here. <clears throat> I should be able to do this. But I want to be able to do it in a way that I'm not going to be faffing about for so long that I think this is just not worth the hassle. Um, so... Um, I don't know. You had a couple of ideas, didn't you? <clears throat> so, you know, first thing I have to do is apologise. I've got this tribe of frogs in my throat. And if you hear oh, me coughing and spluttering... Yeah, well, I mean, whatever they're called. <laughs> <clears throat> this convention of frogs, and they seem to be moving around, so please excuse me. Well, I mean, the first thing that I would do, Ted, but I appreciate that this may not be your cup of tea, is I would turn to Google. Because as a Google smart speaker home family here, um, we have the speakers and you simply open your voice and tell it to play something and instantly out comes the music. And as I think um, you know from the MeWe conversation recently on PSC, I believe, I've actually discovered how to link two Google home speakers together to get stereo. So that would be my immediate reaction. But that would, of course involve buying two Google speakers. To do it with the speakers you've already got, I presume you don't mind a degree of faffing and setting up in order to get it going in the first place. I mean, you don't... No, no, no. So, really, the only thing that immediately springs to mind is a tiny little standalone stereo setup 
as you say, some yeah, sort of yeah. uh, amplifier that... Uh, I mean, uh, how about a set of PC speakers? Just reg... Uh, do you have any? I mean, a set of ordinary PC speakers, left and right, with a, with a three-quarter-inch yeah. jack that you could then just plug into your phone and off you go. And that could be I on. I have somewhere. You could just yeah, plug yeah. that they, straight into the phone and, and Bob's your uncle. Yeah, that's, that, that could work, actually. And I think I have got some somewhere. And I was surprised the last time I used those to how good they were. They were so small but so powerful. So that's that could be a solution, yes. PC, you, I mean, you'd still have to have a bit of a wire going across the bed, though, wouldn't you? Or under the bed or something. You would, whatever. yes. But as I say, yeah. if you're prepared to go through a bit of a, a, a yeah, fattle yeah. getting it going in the first place, then once it's set up yeah. and running, it's simply a question of plugging it in and unplugging it. Or indeed, even setting it up as a... I mean, you could get... It's not a Bluetooth speaker per se, but you could get a Bluetooth... Um, you could put Bluetooth into the system, couldn't you? You could have the, you could have a Bluetooth sent receiver plugged into the PC speakers, so you then just transmit from your phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could. Anyway, but while, that while was you're my... mulling that over, I should just say to the dear listeners, I was very impressed with the Google system because up till now, for the last year or two, I've had to put up with mono sound from Google and now I've discovered that you can as long as the two speakers are identical because you know there's various types there's the Mini and the Max and the Nest and all these various different machinations of speakers as long as the two speakers are identical you can just pair them up in your Google Home app on your phone and once it's done they then act as one speaker and give you stereo so and then that's... you have to start talking to your machines <laughs> yes I, I, this this was part of my criteria is that i really don't want to talk to machines right. i don't want to have to go to me that's just faff as well i just want it to work and i think you're probably right is that what i'm looking for is an old-fashioned solution yes of wires and um a piece of kit that just does pc that. speakers um, and you know what ted while i think of yeah. it i think i even have an old pair in a cupboard somewhere so if you haven't got any i've got a I think it's actually a new but a box, an unboxed that I can send over to you if you're interested. All oh, right. Okay. We'll go for that. In the meantime, I've looked up what a group <coughs> of frogs is called. Yes. And it is indeed an army, apparently. An army. Well, I I can yes. vouch for that. That's what it feels like down the back of my throat. <laughs> as long as it's not yes, early indeed. onset COVID nineteen, I put up with them. <laughs> Anyway, there was my there was my um, I want one of those. It was a bit of a off the wall one, um, and um, any suggestions apart from what we've just discussed, um, then do let us know in the movie group, and I should be open. My ears will be open to all suggestions. You could hire a string quartet. Yeah, that that would be wouldn't be much faff, would it? I could give them a key to the front door and they could just, every evening when I go to bed, they, they could time it so that they're there when I want to go to sleep. I think we better play another jingle. <laughs> still using, still using. I'm still using my, I still can't say it, Auskin, A-U-Z-K-I-N, Auskin. Outskin Mini Fan Heater, £16.99. I'm sure, dear listeners, you remember my um, trials and tribulations of the coal, of the slight, what's the name of it? There's a professional medical name for something, same syndrome I have in my hands and my blood doesn't circulate quite as well as it should and I get very cold hands. And so... Um, in order to alleviate this, I've been through two or three different systems of fan heaters pl playing down upon my mouse hand because when my hand is sat on my mouse at the computer, not moving very much, it gets bleeding cold. Uh, and last year, I found this lovely little mini fan heater, only 17 quid and really good, sturdy, robust, hefty, nice little machine. It's got... um. Uh, what do you call it? A fan, uh, fan as in swinging back and forth, you know, a fan motion. 
a sway Oscillate. an oscillation Oscillator. motion which it can do if required uh, and it's very good two settings sort of hot and hotter and what I've done this year, as the picture in our show notes, hopefully you will be able to see, dear listener, shows, is that I've taken an old piece of, um, uh, what's it called? Piping, uh, air conditioning piping. Come on, Aidan, get, get it together. Put your teeth in. Air conditioning piping, which I've connected to the heater and directed the other end of the air conditioning piping straight out in the direction of my hand under the desk. So I've actually mm. now got directional heat. Uh, and it works wonderfully. I'm really happy. I turn it on. It warms up my poor little hand. And then when it, when my hand is OK, I turn it off again and I oscillate. See what I did there between on and off um, during my working hours at the, in the studio. At the moment, it's, I've got my, my old pair of M audio uh, monitor speakers now make a very attractive stand at exactly the right height for it. So I'm very pleased that they've got a new use in life as well. So I'm I'm a happy boy. Are you supposed to do that? Is it not a, not a fire risk or something? Is it you know sealing up the fr- the front output? Well, I, I was slightly nervous. It does have an auto shut off, so I think if it got too hot, it would shut itself down. And I don't ever right. have it on when I'm not in here. So yes, it is okay. conceivable uh, that I could burn the house down. And if I do, I'll let you know. <laughs> mm. Reynards, that's the word I think for my hands. If anyone. Oh knows. right, okay. Yeah. Syndrome. That's yeah, the one. Yeah. yeah, that rings a bell. Uh, yeah, yeah, great solution. We when we we used to have the Google Plus um, community going, um, we used to have a section, a, a, a tag called DIY, and this fits right Ooh, into that. Oh, I would well, have loved that. You know how I yeah, love yeah. to buy something that doesn't work quite properly and make it work. Yeah, yeah, that looks like a real good um, boys Heath Robinson job. So. Yes, yes, Viva well, Heath Robinson, well absolutely. The Orskin Mini Fan Heater, sixteen ninety nine, and pipe whenever you can get it. <laughs> yes, I found that in the garage. <laughs> okay, I'm back on radios. Uh, just a quick one, um, because this is the the Sony XDR S forty one D portable DAB radio, which I brought to the show, I think, a couple of years ago. Um, so, and feeding back to just say that I'm still using it. It's a cute little Sony radio. You know how I love Sony stuff, anyway. Yes, yes. Um, and it's just been doing really, really good service uh, in the kitchen. Um, it's performing very, very well, and I love the colour of it. It's a little blue radio. Um, and it just does the job. It, the, the kind of thing you sit, sit on in the kitchen and you just forget it's there and you turn it on when you're doing something in the kitchen and it just continues to serve. Um, now, I've got mine plugged in. It comes with a power plug. Sadly, it's not a USB-C, not even a micro USB. It's a um, it's a, a proprietary plug. Yeah. But you can put four AAs into it if you want to make it a bit more of a roving solution. Um the AA batteries, um, I tested it, and they last about, on DAB, on a kind of medium volume, they last for about 24 hours. So uh, if you had to use them on batteries, they'd be okay for a day um, or two days or three days to inter- intermittent use. I mean, it might it might run a bit longer on FM, um, but uh, yeah. And it's not a tiny, weeny little radio, so it's kind of palm size. It's about seven or eight or nine inches long and about six inches high and, and it's quite fat it's about an inch fat mm-hmm. so the good the good side of that is that it sits on its own on the start on the side and it's not going to fall over it's got a really nice um 
um, LCD display, which gives you all the information, particularly in the DAB, about what's playing and what channel you're yeah. on. It's got its own aerial, nice um, five preset stations, um, a nice um, clicky buttons. It's just a really, as you'd expect with Sony, um, it's not top-notch um, expensive gear. Um, it's 58 quid at the moment on Amazon UK. Um but it's just really, really cute and really nice. In the same way as I like my um, Bodum coffee kit, which I'll come to later, it just is something that's cute and nice and works really well, fills a gap and does the job. Recommended. It looks lovely, Ted. It's what I would call very sexy. Um, also, I, I would consider getting one of these because my wonderful um, lyrical waxing about how wonderful Google are notwithstanding, there are moments when the Wi-Fi may go down and my mother will say, OG, play Radio 4, and it won't. And it would be quite yeah. nice to have one of these on standby, you know, as, yeah. as a substitute radio. It's very nice little radio, Ted, yes. And you can it's available always, in a very nice white as well as the blue. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it doesn't pump out huge volume and huge bass, but it's it's just perfect for a kitchen situation. Yes. Um, you know, don't expect it to be hi-fi, bassy, rich no, 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 sound. No, no, no. It's just not. It's, it's designed for what you're saying, which is Radio 4, probably. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I stick Radio 2 on usually in the kitchen, and it, it sounds great. Anyway, there you go. Recommended. Link in the show notes. And 58 quid. Reviews, reviews, reviews. We don't have a jingle, so I'll sing instead. Reviews, <laughs> reviews, reviews. <laughs> Good idea. Good the live job. jingle from Aiden Bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. The army are marching, I think. They'll be gone soon. <clears throat> I bring you a review that I think is one of the best things I've ever bought. I think this is second only to my coffee machine. You'll remember, dear listener, I dropped the hint uh, I think it was on the last show, that I'd been looking at smartwatches. Um, well, I ordered one come Black Friday, and I've got it, and I've had it now for, what, a week or two, and I am absolutely blown away over the moon with my Cronaby Seckle hybrid smartwatch. Basically, uh, I had a TicWatch Pro, which was fine. It was in good condition. It worked fine. But there were two problems with it. One was that I didn't use... 90% of its functionality. All I did was I used... I was very pleased to have the notifications, but that's about all I used. And two, I couldn't see the sod because of my eyesight. My eyesight's fine. As long as I've got my glasses on, my eyesight's as good as the next man's. But without my glasses, I was having trouble reading a smartwatch, and I didn't want to have to put my glasses on every time I just wanted to look at my watch. So I really wasn't sure whether I wanted to replace my smartwatch with another smartwatch at all. Um, so I started doing quite a lengthy research over a period of weeks and thinking about it and sleeping on it. And then I discovered hybrid smartwatches, which are, as the name suggests, halfway between a normal, regular, old-fashioned watch and a smartwatch. And then that led me to discover Seckle hybrid smart, uh, Cronaby hybrid smartwatches, which on the face of it, pun intended, um, look like and are ordinary watches. There's no digitisation to be seen. There's, it is a physical, actual, literal watch with real hands and a real face, and it works as a watch. But it's got hidden smartwatch functionality, which I adore. First of all, it's a beautiful watch. It really feels like an expensive, hefty, 
decent, well-made, quality timepiece. The one that I bought and most of the watches seem to retail around, well, the watches in general retail around sort of three, four, five, six, seven hundred pounds. The one that I've bought appears to be about 350 in most of the places I've seen it. It's currently, as we record, on Amazon at £204. I paid £183 um, when I grabbed it, and I sold my tick watch for 50 quid. Uh, so that actually brought the price that I paid down to 133 quid, which I think is a wonderful price for a wonderful watch. So happy with it. If it wasn't a smartwatch at all, if it was just a watch, I would be over the moon with it. Anyway, it's got these wonderful little functions. It's got a very, very nice app, uh, a proprietary standalone app, nothing to do with any Android Wear or any such. It's a standalone app. Very simple. It has three, it's got the regular crown and then it's got a button above and below. And each of those buttons you can assign uh, a press. And essentially for the notifications, you can choose notifications one, two and, th uh, and three. So if you have a notification one, when it happens, both the hands of the timepiece move to the five to show you one, one o'clock, and it vibrates once. For two, it shows you, it goes to the ten, two o'clock, and vibrates twice. For the three, three o'clock vibrates three times. For me personally, I have the three times telling me the phone is ringing, the two times is telling me that an email has come in, and the one times is telling me that there's something coming on social media. But you can set it how you want it. You know, I could say, anytime Ted Salmon rings me, I get the three beeps, and if my mother rings me, I get the one beep. You can, you can set it how you want it. Um, so you don't get any actual information displayed except that you know you are alerted to either point 0.1, point 0.2 or point 0.3. But that means you can be absolutely selective. You can decide you're going to have only one or two notifications ever from anything or you can multiply and you can just tell it, well, any notification from any of my apps will cause it to vibrate. So it's very, very uh, flexible in that respect. And that's how I have it. And uh, so, as I say, one, 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 one vibration means uh, social media, two vibrations means email, three vibrations means the phone's ringing. Otherwise, I just look at it and it's an ordinary watch. If I, t if I press the crown in, it tells me the date. It tells me the date by both hands moving together to a number. So right now it's showing me the number 11 because today is the 11th. And then after a few seconds, it, it falls back to the normal time. You can also set it. There are, I haven't finished playing with it yet, but in the app, you can set up a stopwatch, a timer. Uh, it does actually have the only, uh, the only fitness thing it does is it counts your steps. I'm not interested. I haven't looked into that, but you can count your steps with it. And that's it. And it's got a beautiful, solid aluminium strap. You can get a leather strap. There are very, again, it's in degrees of expense and types of leather, or whether you want a, you know, different kinds of straps, different colours, different, different uh, types of leather. I'm, I'm mumbling slightly because I'm looking at this thing and I'm just ruling. I just love my Cronaby smartwatch. Amen. <laughs> Tell me again, you, you, you've got it, supposing an email comes in. Yeah. Um, the way the way that you've got it set yeah. got it set up, the an email comes in. Um, what beeps and where do the hands the go? The hands will both go to the to the ten to show me two o'clock. Because because you've told me, so you'd have to learn that the that that when the when that when the hands go there. That's yes, there means. are three possibilities, one, two, and three, and you can decide what you want to happen in any of those three situations. So if right. I get two vibrations and see the hands have moved to ten o'clock to two o'clock, then I know, okay, that's an email. I don't know who the email's from, but right. I know I have received an email and I can look at my phone if I want to. And that's enough of a notification for me. I don't need to actually read the email on the watch, even if my eyesight would and, allow me to. 
And and but you don't have to press a button for that to happen. It just it happens just happens by itself. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so pressing the buttons is actually about setting. Yes, it up, and there it? are various things. Right. I mean, I've actually got the top button again. I haven't got it set up yet because of COVID. I haven't had any need of it. But I've set up if this then that. So the top button is okay. set up so I can now, when I can dream up something, I could open my garage door and let the UPS man deliver a parcel if I wanted to by pressing right. the top button. Um, there right. are various options. Um, actually, while we're talking, I'll get the app open and be able to let you know what and they you are. And you set all these things up via the app on the phone? Yes, you do. Yes. So presumably, you, all the time that this is active, you've got to have Bluetooth turned on on your phone. Yes, it is. it runs on Bluetooth. Oh, I haven't got to the best bit. <laughs> you see, here's me forgetting the tech. Ask me how long the battery lasts. How long does the battery last? Two years. <laughs> depending, presumably, depending on how much you, depending how on how much you the, use it. But the, you know the, what? The, the arms are swinging yes, around the place. Yes, indeed. They say. I mean, it's, it's it's a battery. It is a watch battery. It's not a rechargeable. Yeah, watch. yeah. But um, even if it was half that, even if it was one year, you know, I still yeah, give yeah, you a yeah. year-long smartwatch. Hello. With the blue, with the Bluetooth, with the Bluetooth on all the time. permanently on. Yeah. Yeah. You know the bit that I don't like about this is, and I'm 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 really interested and wowed by this. Apart from the fact that I don't like wearing yeah. watches, it's it is really interesting. Um, is that I, I I for some reason I know that I'm in a minority here. I just don't want the Bluetooth permanently on on my phone. Oh, I, it just you it, don't have it on it for other things. Like, no, no. I, I if I want to use Bluetooth for anything, I turn it on to use it, and when I've finished, I turn oh, it off. Oh, you see, mine's I, on. I, I have mine on for the car, and I have it on for my studio. I mean, my Bluetooth just is on permanently. Right. Yeah, and I think you're not. You're. You're. I'm clearly in the minority. Because I've had this discussion yeah. with Steve Litchfield, and he keeps his Bluetooth on all the time. But it's probably a, a mark of how much I use it and what I'm doing with it. Yes, yeah, so, so, so look at it this way. Supposing you had a watch, would you then object to putting your Bluetooth on because you were then the owner of a watch that required it? That Well, that would be the big question, wouldn't it? Because at the moment, I don't want it on, draining the battery right. and being open to a tax right. or whatever yes, else. Yes. It, it's another route in for people to try and hack into my phone. I think it is a prerequisite um, I, of wearing a smartwatch, though, that you have Bluetooth yeah, activated, yeah. yes. I, I do get that, and, and probably one of the reasons I'm not that interested in them. But if I was going to get a smartwatch... Um, then this would be a really good hybrid compromise, wouldn't it? Because it's not all singing, all dancing like many of them, but it's quite subtle in what it does. And yeah, that's and it, really yes, and it doesn't look like a smartwatch. It just looks like a lovely little watch. And the other thing I should say is, um, if it becomes disconnected to your phone, which mine has, because my phone had to go off for repair, which we'll talk about shortly, um, it keeps going. It's got um, ah, what's it called? What do all watches have in them? Uh, the the timekeeping crystal thing <laughs> it's got a timekeeping crystal thing called quartz in quartz, it's got a quartz yeah. crystal in it so in it so it will just keep going so even though my phone yeah. is currently off at planet computers being repaired the watch is fine and chugging along as 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 ever very good 200 quid then 200 quid very very well spent jolly good i'm very pleased that you're pleased i'm pleased that you're pleased that i'm pleased and what pleases you this week <laughs> I'm going to feed back on my Bodum coffee set. Ah, yes. I brought this onto the show. I said I was threatening to buy it, and I did. Um, and it's really, really nice. I did get the nude colour, not the naked <laughs> colour, as I said on the last show. The nude colour. And it's really, really nice. It's a, So it's a, a three-part um, setup. It's got a, a, a stainless steel vacuum-insulated 
um, coffee making bit. Thermos flask afterwards, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's got a double wall travel mug, which is the bit I don't use that much because I I did discover after I was banging on about it that if you turn it upside down, it leaks. Um, so yeah, it, I mean it's okay, it's fine, and it and it's it's got a good mechanism on the top. But you you know it wouldn't. It's not like some of these mugs that you and um, Chris Kelly have been talking about, which you can just um, shake up and right. So the word travel is incorrect. It's, it's a home mug to a degree. Although if you put it in the um, the cubby thingy on your in your car's middle, what's yes. it? And stuck it in the hole there. It wouldn't. There'd be no problem with it there. It's just that you wouldn't throw it in a okay, backpack. Yes. Yes. Okay, um, and so that's the second bit, and the third bit is the electric coffee grinder, which is the same as any other electric coffee grinder. You open the top, you chuck the beans in, and you grind them. Um, now Chris was talking about the possibility of grinding beans not to a powder to get better results with them. To be honest, though, I did that and I tried it. I followed the advice, and the coffee tasted exactly the same to me. But th- then um, he went off on a, a, a conversation about. I think you were involved in it about. Um, about wh- how warm it is and what not to put with it and blah blah, yes. you know, etc. Et yes, yes, you, yes, you yes. can you can make an absolute um, you know science of drinking coffee, I'm sure. But to me, the novice, it kind of sounded about sorry, it tasted about the same. Anyway, yes, I'm with you. I'm so with you, you get these. Said, yes, yes. Okay, so there's these three bits that you've got, and they're they're really nice. The the um, the the actual um, plunger, the cafetiere, is um, one litre, so it's nice and big, um, and it does two, well, three cups for me if I use my own cup. Um, and um, so the the grinder, which I thought last time was battery when I was talking about it, is not. It um, it, it runs on electric, so you've got to plug that in to use that. So in that respect, it's not a travel solution either. Well, oh, it, no double A batteries I, for Ted. I, I guess that I guess that it could. It, you could call it a portable solution, but just not a travel one. Yes. So I'm not quite sure what the difference is. But if you went to a hotel room, you could use it yes. still. But if you were out on a picnic, then you couldn't. Anyway, um, so the um, cafetiere is solid, made of metal, um, and it's got a decent plunger by the, the feel of it. It looks like it will last. Um, it's a it, it's um, pretty good size um, mug, I, I suppose. Uh, I don't know. The, the mug bit is the bit I got turned off when when I discovered that it you it didn't survive turning upside down. I I got a bit switched off from right. that, so it kind of sits there not being used. But there's no reason why you should. I was going to say there's no it. rule just... that says you have to use all three elements together, is there? No, no, that's true. Um, okay, so the the mug actually, if I do use it, keeps stuff good and warm for about an hour. Oh, that's good, yes. And the flip the flip the flip down lid works really well um and um it seems to be quite well designed um it's it's got around the outside of it it's got this rubbery stuff kind of silicony rubbery stuff and that is a that affords a good grip so that's really good um but yeah you know i wouldn't have bought this if it was the original bodum 60 quid price yes. but for 35 quid which is effect, almost half the price i think it's really nice i think it'll make a really nice christmas present for someone as opposed to a crap christmas present <laughs> this is actually a, a useful and and a nice little set um and and lots and lots of people if, if they're particularly that if you're not too much of a purist would be really happy with it um so yeah I, I i really like it and i think it's good and if you can get it for that price i think it's worth every penny but don't pay 60 quid i i 
totally agree. I mean, you know, obviously I don't have it in front of me, but looking at the pictures, I must say I'm drawn more towards the black colour than the, 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 the pink colour that you were. But it's also available in a sort of rather attractive lime green colour as well. Um, mm. Oh, different prices for the different colours, it appears. No, no, ignore me. Yeah, I like it very much, especially the cafetiere. I'm very jealous of you for the cafetiere. I think there. Right. I think I can feel a cafetiere idea brewing, boom boom, in the back of my head <laughs> here that I may have to get myself a cafetiere at some point because much as I love the lattes that come out of my sheet, my machine, and can't stop talking about them, I do think I miss having a normal coffee now and again. And this does look like it makes a ruddy nice normal coffee and something very attractive to serve it from too. D- doesn't your four hundred and fifty pound <laughs> coffee machine make an ordinary coffee? It for makes you? espresso. No, it doesn't. Is That's that it? it. It makes espresso and it froths the oh. milk. No, it did. Oh. Oh, yeah, exactly. I thought it did everything. No, 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 no. Can you not bake? Can you not make bread in it? No, you can't make bread in it, and it doesn't massage your shoulders <laughs> or tell you the time either. Um, wow. Yeah. I, I. Yes. Nice, Ted. I think. Um, and when you get tired of it, you can send it over to me to try. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll swap it for speakers. Better before. I say bring back phones and bring back phone numbers. <laughs> I think you'll find there's plenty of phones around. People have started. I've, you know, sometimes I suddenly hear. And I think, what the heck? And somebody's phoning me on Facebook. And I just think, no, no, I'm sorry. If you want me, phone me. And I don't answer. And then we've got Skype and we've got Hangouts and we've got Teams and Duo and FaceTime and. God knows how many more. My problem, I've got nothing against competition. I've got nothing against different systems and different platforms and different UIs for different tastes and use cases. That's all fine. But it seems to be that we're moving into a world where if you've got FaceTime and I haven't, I can't talk to you. And if I've got Skype and you haven't, you can't talk to me. And ditto duo and ditto hangouts. And surely basic reaching out and communicating with somebody should be something that we could all do with anybody at any time and i just it starts to annoy me when people are like oh yeah give me a quick call on skype and i think well no can i not just phone you like normal people do am i is this another aiden bell old fuddy-duddy refusing to move with the times or do i have a point i actually put this on mewe and to my great pleasure <laughs> A lot of people seem to come down on, on the same side of me and saying, yes, we don't want to lose the conventional phone number upon which we know we can always reach somebody. What are your thoughts on this, Ted? One of the um, things against phone numbers is that because of, of the way in which they've been abused by um, various people, if people get hold of your phone number, then we, we've known from the last 20, 30 years that you just get inundated with crap calls and rubbish and um, yes, you know, yes. arg- arguments against having a, a central one-route phone number um, could include that. However, a one-route phone number for SMS... Um, I think is a different matter. And I do like the universality of SMS. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, I've kicked against the pricks with SMS, but actually with um, RCS coming on along by, by Google and the, the, them rolling it out to all the operators, that is actually becoming a more viable messaging companion. However, you, however, you weren't talking about messaging. I, I've hijacked no, your no, no, topic but it's here. Just, but... No, it's, just, it's the same, same genre. 
Well, yeah, okay. Um, so, so having that central phone number for messaging is a little bit better. However, the same thing can happen. You know, spammers can get s- stuff sent to you by by um, text message. You can block them, of course. Um, my mum's got a, a very interesting setup with her home phone where they have they whitelist things. You pay a few quid a, a quarter to BT, and they yes, you, we have a you give thing, them a, yes, yeah. right. You, you there's a list of twenty five people or something, and they can get through. And if the phone rings, you know it's someone on that list. Yes. Everyone else gets shuffled off to the answer the answer machine, um, and then you listen to the uh, to the messages and decide whether you want to phone them back or not. The downside of that is. Um, one day they were wanting to get a phone call from a hospital, and of course the number wasn't yes, in there, yes. so they they had to give them their mobile number. But I I do going back to the the SMS thing. I, I think that having a central phone number is a really good idea, but we've got to put some measures in place in order to change that. I agree with you. If someone calls me unexpectedly on Hangouts or Duo or Skype, then well, to be honest, I, I do answer it because actually most times that's someone I know mm. it might be Steve or it might be you yes. or you know somebody that I know no, it and, won't and be it's me. okay <laughs> and you can and you can see well you you, you have called yes, me on indeed. hangouts yes, haven't yes. you um but but you can see how uh, you know you can see who's coming in who's incoming yes. you're not picking the phone up blind and you can reject the call as 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 you do um, it's a tricky one, and it's an interesting one in terms of better. Before. I also take your point very, very fully of the privacy element. That you know, if you've got somebody on Hangouts who's starting to annoy you, you can block them, but you can go on using yeah. Hangouts. Whereas with a phone, it isn't that easy to block somebody, and even if you block them, they can just go down the road and get into a phone box if they still are any, and phone you there or get a different phone and phone you. So yes, I take the I take the the, the privacy concern very seriously but it just there needs to be a better way there needs to be a consideration that i don't know i don't know what there needs to be there just needs to be phones <laughs> yeah well, well if someone tried to phone me on if someone tried to phone me on facetime they just wouldn't get through because yes. i don't have facetime yes. if someone tried to phone me on hangouts yes they would get yes. through if someone tried to phone me on skype yes they would get through um duo i'm not quite sure I, in actual fact i had a duo call with steve the other day we were testing something for, for psc yeah. um and and that's the first time i ever used it and it was the first time he'd ever used it too um microsoft teams i don't know i don't know if that would work or not i i guess if i was sat in front of my computer it might work um, it's all to do with the changing world, really, isn't it? I mean, people, I, I had a business thing recently. Somebody said to me, oh, I'll send you the information on Facebook. And I emailed them back saying, please, could you send it to me on email? Facebook yeah, is for pictures yeah. of cats and what you had for lunch. And this is business. Yeah. It's just the whole the whole world of communication is moving away from one or two mainstream yeah. highways onto th- hundreds and hundreds of little alleyways and cul-de-sacs and it just becomes difficult oh i just sorry to interrupt you but i just thought of a live example which i i'd only i hadn't i'd forgotten about until now the other day i got my moped back from the garage who had done a um, service on it and he said to me um that he was going to deliver it back because it's too far away to ride and um i said to him well how do you want me to pay then and he said, oh, I'll send you a link and you can do it through there and just, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I, so I said, oh, right, you're going to send that to me by email, are you? And he said, no, 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 just I, I, I've got your mobile phone number. And sure enough, he sent me this um, by SMS or RCS or whatever it was. 
he sent a message to my phone number and sure enough in the message there was a, a link you tap on it it goes through to this um, secure payment site that they set up with iZettle um, and you then go through um, the process it, it links through to the bank it, it, by this time it's using your browser um, it, you know, on the face of it it, all, it feels as though it's like really insecure but all the way along the way the, the, there were security measures yeah. that you'd expect to see and, and they had done that completely you know this is I, I was just expecting to do that on my computer with email but no so many people are clearly not having computers anymore they they found ways to do this um through um phones and sms and just browsers on phones and it's it was very smart it worked i didn't feel particularly secure but by the end of it i felt yeah well actually that was okay and they did you had the option to have a receipt sent to you by email which i took yes. um so it all worked out okay but yeah interesting stuff yes i suppose to go back to my roads analogy i want to drive all the way up the a1 nice and simple whereas these days people want us to use b roads and c roads and different routes and it's just a question of deciding you know what's safe and what isn't indeed anyway a good better before question and um i think it was a bit we meandered off a bit <laughs> yes, but, we did. Um, but that's, that's yeah i think i think we both isn't, agreed isn't yeah, I think we both agreed though that yeah, having uh, having a central phone number with lots of caveats is was better before. It was indeed. And here's a jingle. What do you mean, gold star? We're supposed to be doing Room 101 no, I first. To... I set it up specially so that I could do a Room 101, which would lead into gold star, and now you screwed oh, you it. See, the thing is, I wanted to do a gold star that would lead into Room 101, and, and otherwise you would have screwed it. I'll tell you what, let's do them together, shall we? Gold star and Room 101. Run, run the Room 101 jingle now as well. Oh, OK. <laughs> Should we do that? OK, yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, gold star featuring Room 101. And I shall now <laughs> do what I was going to do first. Anyway, um, all joking aside, what I wanted to put into um, uh, Room 101 yes. was the way in which um, Amazon have supplied me with a piece of furniture, mm -hmm. self-assembly furniture, which was so ridiculously complicated that it was just... It, it was impossible for the ordinary person to do. I have spent decades doing self-assembly furniture, but this was just badly made, too complicated for anyone apart from a carpenter <laughs> to do. And um, when I was following the instructions really, really carefully, some of the holes were in the wrong place. I, you know, I, they, they absolutely were in the wrong place. So you would need to drill out dowel holes in the place they should be in. This was a, a terrible piece of furniture. Um, anyway, I put a um, scathing attack on it on Amazon and hopefully people will read it and not buy it because it was just really, really bad. And when I started to ask the customer service about it, they were just um, not interested in anything yeah. except getting the thing back. And I said, you can have it back if you want, but it's pointless because the thing is, what are you going to use it for? It's in 101 pieces, but sure enough, they made me box it up. They sent Hermes. I said, it's going to cost you 20 quid for Hermes to come and get it. Why don't you just tell me to throw it in a skip? and give me my money back. No, yeah. they wouldn't do that. Presumably because people will try that yes, all the time. Yes, yeah, they, they have they to do. go through that procedure, um, yes. 
So my gold star part of this is that I went to Argos for a very similar piece of furniture. Same day delivery. Okay, it was a different design. It wasn't made of wood. It was made of glass and metal. Right. But same day delivery. They brought it out to me. And within 10 minutes, I just screwed the thing together. It was up and working and in place. Um, so gold star to Argos <laughs> for not not only the piece of furniture, but also the, the same day yes, delivery. Yes. Okay, they cost £3.95 to do that. But they were out the same day. And room 101 for um, self-assembly furniture and their attitude towards me when I was trying to sort it out with them. So... You do it the other way around. <laughs> but you're happy with your furniture now, Ted, are you? Your your house is... It's is great, yeah. Splendid. It's a, it's a TV. It was a TV um, corner stand. And it was just... It, yeah. It, 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 the, the, the new bit I got is really, really nice. And I, I should have done that in the first place. You know what honest, it needs? Thought, it needs some of those little LED sticky lights all the way around the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I could put that around there now, couldn't I? <laughs> well, I want to give a gold star to Planet Computers, who make the phone, yeah. the Cosmo phone, the little sort of miniature laptop phone that I'm so fond of that I have, which I should stress again comes from a startup company. You know, Planet Computers are a startup company. They're what, th- pushing three years old now, I think? Um, I had yeah. an issue with the phone, which I won't bore you with, and it had to go back. Um, and I actually had a correspondence with them during lockdown, which was good, good, good email correspondence. And they said, you know, as soon as lockdown's over, send it to us. So lockdown ended. I emailed them. I said, can I send it to you now? They responded straight away. They said, yes, do. This was Friday. So I took it straight to the post office. I put it on the next day delivery that it would arrive on Saturday. On Monday, I got an email confirming that they had it and that they were going to fix it. On Wednesday, I got an email saying, yes, it's fixed and it's been sent out to you with UPS. So I thought, well, bravo, that is not bad going at all. They received it, obviously, on Monday, and they had it fixed by Wednesday and sent back to me. So gold, gold oh. star for... Actually, no. <laughs> Let's give them... Uh. <laughs> Room 101, Planet Computers. They get a gold star for their fantastic turnaround, yes. But what did they then do? They, I asked them, both in my email and the covering letter of the sending, and by my last email afterwards, I said three times, would you be so kind as to send it express delivery? Any additional costs I will be happy to pay. Just let me know what those costs are. They didn't respond to any of that. On Wednesday, I they said it had been sent with DPD. Is it DPD? Have I got that right? Yes. I rang DPD and they said to me, we haven't got it yet. It's not on our system. I then sent an email back to Planet Computers saying, "Um, I hope nothing's amiss here. DPD say they haven't got it yet. This morning, I got an email from Planet Computers saying uh, it's on its way to you. You'll get it on Monday. So the Room 101 is if you can fix the thing so quickly and it's ready and it can go out on Wednesday, why does it take till the following Monday to get it to me? What a shame. That's because they've, they, that's because they've chosen a cheaper option. They let themselves down. Um, Not only do they let themselves down with poor delivery, but they also ignore yeah. the customer who says, would you be kind enough to send it to me expediently and I will pay the difference? They didn't reply yeah, saying, yeah. no, we can't do that. They simply didn't reply to that. So, you know, gold yeah. star for fantastic two-day turnaround repair service. Room 101 for taking a week to get it back to me thereafter. What a shame. Yeah. Yeah, and also um, couriers have, have been the the topic of um, Simon Bates. He was moaning about DPD and an isolated incident with them. I think couriers are, to some degree, under the cosh at the moment. But 
it doesn't excuse um, poor service. And but we'll leave that one for another time. You got one about the Halifax. Oh, I just got one. It's not, yes, it's it's a really quick throwaway one. It just annoys me every time it happens. I don't know if it's the same with you or with any of our listeners. I get an email, which is an official, proper, above-board email from the Halifax. You know, you know, this is coming from us because we've included what colour pants you were wearing this morning. Um, yeah. And they say, there is an important message for you. You must log into your bank. So I sit down, I log into my bank, I put in my codes, I open the thing, I find the message, I open the PDF, and the PDF says, here is your bank statement. And yeah. I think, couldn't you have just told me that in the email? Couldn't you have just said, your ba- I don't need my bank statement. Thank you very much. I keep an eye on my bank account through my phone app and on my computer. I don't need the bank statements. If they just sent an email saying, your bank statement is ready, then it would be fine. I could ignore it. But no, they send an email saying, quick, 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 you must log in immediately and read this important message. And I know that the day I decide they're crying wolf and I don't read it, it's going to be the message that says somebody has siphoned £10 million out of my account, phone fraud. So I have... Santander Santander used to do that and they changed and now they do exactly what you're describing. They send me an email once a month and they say, your statement is ready and you can go look at it or not look at it. So obviously Halifax are behind the curve on this. Yeah, well, curses to the Halifax, you can go into room 101 as well with Planet Computers, plop. And Santander can go into gold star. <laughs> okay, it's a complete, it's a gold room 101 star this week. <laughs> Actually, wouldn't it be fun to play both jingles at the same time? <laughs> that would be madness. Are you going to do it? <laughs> hey, that actually didn't work too badly. <laughs> Very, very silly. Ah, silly but fun. <laughs> We're running along, sir, and um, we ought to wrap things up, I think, to, before people start fast-forwarding <laughs> okay. us. Um, we'll be back in two weeks' time. Uh, whateverworks.works is where you'll find all the stuff that you need to know about the show. TedSalmon.com for me, AidenBell.com for Aiden, and don't forget the MeWe group. Do head across there. Let us know whatever works in your life, and we'll bring the highlights of that to the shows to come. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in. Indeed. And don't forget whatever works whatever works 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 oh let's okay. do that again because you weren't at all ready <laughs> were you <laughs> right here we go and don't forget whatever works whatever works 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 oh no you were late oh dear i think they get the point <laughs> <laughs>